Welcome to the VoiceOver Insider free podcast, a service, of course, of Julie Williams' free VoiceOver Insider. For industry news, tips, and information, be sure to subscribe at www.voiceoverinsider.com. I'm Paul O'Connor, here to introduce our host, Julie Williams. What's coming up on the podcast today? Well, Paul, today I'm talking to Gabrielle Nistico. She is behind the mic every single day recording for voiceover clients. Um, In addition to being an accomplished voiceover actress and a a top voiceover coach, she also has experience in voiceover casting, voiceover consulting, and uh, advertising, and radio. Um, Her voice is featured in hundreds of commercials annually, like you might have heard her on White Castle, Walgreens, Harley Davidson, um, Whole Foods, uh, Facebook. Facebook, Microsoft, Invisalign. Those are just a few of her clients. And you can learn more about her by going to GabrielleNistico.com. She's also the voice of dozens of radio and TV stations all around the country. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. Gabby, welcome to the program. Thank you. Hi. Hi. It's been so long since I... I Oh, I know. And it's always such a pleasure. And you're so much fun. Yeah, we just get busy, you know? So I know. I know this crazy, wacky business of ours. So you still are the voice of a lot of radio uh, stations, radio imaging, and also television promo. Let's talk about radio imaging first. You had mentioned yeah. something to me the other day is that maybe there isn't as much of a demand for radio imaging anymore. Tell us about that. Well, it's interesting. It's not that there isn't as much of a demand. The problem is that a lot of stations, terrestrial radio is is suffering, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, satellite and Pandora and some of the newer technologies are definitely putting a, a dent in them. And so terrestrial radio is still kind of trying to figure out like where its home is now. And what its purpose is and its place is. It, it's, it's kind of in an evolutional gap at the moment. So what's happening is a lot of um, owner groups and station management are trying to cut costs and they're uh, using imaging voices that are internal as opposed to the previous trend of using external voices. It's not to say that stations don't still hire. They do. There are a lot of definitely the bigger marketplaces still look for external voices. They still look to do something unique. But, you know, the budgets have been cut. They're not quite what they used to be. It's going to be interesting to see where it goes and what happens. And I think also as satellite becomes more and more the norm, you know, imaging work is really going to move in that direction. So it's not that it's gone. It's just kind of in a little bit of an unknown at the moment. Is there a lot of work in imaging in satellite right now? Yeah. I mean, we're seeing more and more of it. The budgets aren't as big as they would be for terrestrial. And again, it's kind of wonky. Um, it's, it's a little bit wacky at the moment. We're also seeing a lot of instances with satellite where it's, it's you know, one voice that's doing tons and tons and tons of channels because it's all through, you know, one lineup like iHeart. So it's, it's just, it's different and no one really knows what's going to happen yet. So if I wanted to get into radio imaging, would I be best to try to contact the satellite companies or to look for the small market um, or medium market or, you know, even large market terrestrial stations and just bombard everybody or maybe even (laughs) consultants? I still agree with all of the above because the thing about imaging is if you really want to do it and you're passionate about it and you love that kind of work and God knows I do because it's so much fun. It's not like anything else we get to do on mic. Um, 
then yes, it's, it's bombarding. It's definitely getting your info out there. And it's a work begets work situation. Once you get one station or two stations, you make a bit of a name for yourself. And radio station employees, the people that we work with, they're really loyal. And there's a lot of movement in that industry. Program directors are always moving to different stations around the country, as you know, Julie. And um, so do production personnel. They move around a lot and they're loyal. So if they like you and they're used to working with you, they try to take you with them to their new stations. So um, it definitely can pay off that way. By the way, I love the radio imaging demo you did for me a few years ago. I know. I, yeah, I do too. I still love that one. And yours is still super relevant, which is, you know, I think we did a great job there for that. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, sometimes they get stale and that's one of the great things about imaging too, is that demo wise, there's a little bit more longevity there. If you want to hear the demo that um, Gabby produced for me a few years ago, uh, it's on my website at juliewilliamsvo.com. It's called Radio Imaging. And she just did a spectacular job. I mean, I, I was sitting there recording it. And this is not unusual in a demo. And I'm listening to it and I'm thinking, God, I suck. You know? <laughs> and then I get this demo back and it's magic. Well, because Gabby had the vision. She knew how to direct and she knew, you know, she had the vision for what the finished product would be. And I have never produced an imaging demo and I don't do that because when someone else does it so much better than me, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to send my Yeah, I'm with you. You're right. We, we're, we're all about referring to the people who have the expertise in a particular area. Exactly. Yeah. And with imaging too, I mean, there really is, there's, there's an end product that you have to be able to hear, to visualize, to experience. And it's not always the easiest thing because the producers who work in imaging are like little masterminds. You know, they come up with all these crazy fun things to do that we're not privy to. It's not like a TV script. You know, we don't get sides. We don't get all of the, the storyboarding of what's going to take place. They kind of make it up on the fly. <laughs> yeah, so you don't know what kind of effects they're going to put mm -mm. in. It really is. It's a magical form of voiceover. The end product compared to what we do dry is, is amazing. And it's so intricate. And it's not like, I mean, you know, we've all had this happen. You get a, a final production back from something you've done and you might go, yeah, you know, it sounds pretty good, but it's a little boring. It's not very adventurous. You know, maybe I would have chosen a different read from the session, but with imaging, they always go with what's bolder, what's bigger, what's, you know, more exciting. Now, you've been doing imaging and coaching imaging for a very long time. Mm -hmm. um, what would you oh, say yeah. are the specific skills that are needed for this particular genre of voiceover? Um, it's a couple of things. I think, um, let's see, top of the list is really having an understanding of the producer's job when you're reading so that you're not tempted to read the copy the same way you would as a commercial or a narration. Nothing is, is fluid in imaging. Everything is little bits and pieces and phrases. And so it's recording in a way that makes their job and their life of chopping everything up and piecing it back together seamless. Right. That's huge. Uh, the other skill set is being able to take very mundane, very meaningless phrases, call letters and frequencies, and making them sound unique and different and not allowing them to get stale when you're reading them over and over and over and over and over again. And that can be hard. It can be really hard to have an emotional um, connection with something as simple as 92.9.
what's a 92.9? It doesn't mean anything to us, but that's really the job of the imaging talent is to make a connection there and to give it emotion, give it meaning, give it um, the, the same kind of... Uh, I, I see it as like the same kind of hometown pride that people have in their city or where they're from. And bringing that to a station is super important because that's all about their loyalty and their branding and their listeners. Now, I am assuming that when you get a script, you give them several takes of each line. Yes. Do you ever do something like put a laugh in there or do something that's very, very different, very outside the box? I ad-lib all the time because imaging, again, is so open to just about anything. And it is something I discuss with my stations ahead of time. I make sure that it's something they're open to. Certainly some formats are more open to it than others. I think uh, top 40, urban, progressive stations, alternative rock stations, they're going to be a little bit more open to the idea of playing with the copy. I always give it to them once exactly how they have it, but then if I see an opportunity to ad-lib or go off script, I'm going to take it. I've got a friend who does a lot of imaging, and she's in the Christian realm, and I don't know if she, she does several stations. I don't know if she does outside of Christian, but I've heard her demo, and it's just spectacular. She is such a great talent, but she's got a lot of that in there, a lot of the laughing, and it just makes such a difference. Um, time we create an imaging demo, and I'm fortunate because I work with a really great little group of producers who are all over the country and they come from different walks of imaging. And that's kind of the deal. These are, these are producers who day in and day out, that's their job. They produce imaging for stations and I have them, you know, specifically selected based on the formats that are their forte. And what's really funny is I send them all the outtakes. I send them all the silly things that happen in someone's demo recording, the laughs, the giggles, the, you know, whatever, whatever off the cuff little thing someone says. And nine times out of 10, it makes it to the demo <laughs> because those are the same way it would make it on air for the station because that's the stuff they love. It's, it's golden for them. And it's just so genuine and real. And it's, it's fun. We're talking to Gabrielle Mystico. We've been talking about radio imaging so far, but we're going to talk about television promo when we come back. All right. We'll be right back after this short message. Julie Williams has been a voiceover coach for decades and has helped thousands of talents to launch a VO career, refine their VO performance skills, develop winning demos and marketing plans, and market themselves in voiceover. She's taught all levels from beginners to voiceover coaches. But don't take our word for it. Let's hear what some of Julie's actual students have to say. Long ago, in a galaxy far, far away, back when radio was still fun in Houston, Julie Williams came to me to help her put together her very first demo. And now, decades later, who do I go to for the tips and tricks of the trade and the direction and coaching I need? I go to Julie. After just one lesson with Julie Williams, I learned so much. One lesson. Old dog, meet new tricks. She's not just a great voice talent. She's a great director. And after all, we really need that, that voice in the back of our head that says, no, this is better this way. This is a winning way. This is what I've learned. That's what she gives you. So go to Julie. Listen to her. Do what she says so you, too, can perform to the best of your God-given ability. 
Julie isn't just a teacher who teaches during your time together. She's a coach who guides you through every step of your career according to your specific needs. You can find out more about Julie Williams Coaching at juliewilliamscoaches.com or by emailing her directly at julie at juliewilliamscoaches.com. And now a few final words from Julie and her guest. We're talking to Gabrielle Mystico, a talent extraordinaire and voiceover coach. And uh, one of her areas of expertise in both coaching and producing demos and, of course, working is television promo. Gabby, tell me how the industry is for television promo right now. Promo is hot. Promo is, is really, really hot. It's expanding. So this is like the golden era, golden age of TV right now. It's amazing. Um, television has opened up, and we all know this because we're all watching it. We're all part of it. Um, Netflix and Amazon and all these cool alternative networks and ways of watching television are now part of our everyday. Well, the more of that that comes up and the more alternative sources of production there are for television networks and television shows, guess what? The more promo opportunities there are. Mm -hmm. So promo is just booming in ways I can't even begin to describe. And it's not like it used to be, you know, back in the day, you know, we called it the, and I don't by any means mean this in a bad way to the guys who of course are like the heritage voices in our business, but it was like the, 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 the stomping ground of the old white guys. There was only like four or five actors who consistently got all of the promo work and they were all men and they all had a very similar sound. Well, now promo wants everything, everyone, every sound, every style, every ethnicity, every race, every genre. It's great. We never saw that before. I've noticed that it's opened up for women a whole lot. Oh my gosh, yes. And it's, so it's amazing. So there's, there's all these cool things that are happening um, with promo opportunities. Now, they're not necessarily the contractual promo opportunities that we used to see, which was, you know, you had the voice of a network and it was the guy and it was consistent and it was, you know, these big annual contracts that were worth gobs and gobs of money. Instead, there are a lot of single use projects, but that's okay because you, you get on the radio are of enough networks with enough single-use projects and you can do pretty well. Um, the average promo is paying, even for non-union, is still paying a union rate. It's still paying 400 bucks. And that is for, for what, one promo? One 30-second promo. Okay, and then uh, what would you call for promo, uh, what did we used to call them? When we used to call it staff announcing, is it a bumper, you know? Yeah, the bumps and the joiners and the rejoins and intros and outros. Um, that, that step is a little different. They'll try to, you know, like if you're, I, I do a lot of work for Access TV and they do a lot of concerts and special event production. And so they might send me a page of bumpers and rejoins and intros and outros and things for the course of a show. But, you know, we're still not talking about a session that takes more than like 10 or 15 minutes to do. Mm -hmm. um, in most cases, uh, you know, like with my work with Access, they've worked with me for long enough and know me well enough that they just go, hey, when you get a minute, just record this. They don't direct. They don't even, you know, it's not like we have to be live or anything. It still, you know, pays about $400. But for the time invested, it's so quick. It's so you know, blissfully, fantastically easy. Yeah. You just kind of go with it. <laughs> I love clients who let you self-direct. Oh, yeah. um, and of course, normally it's after they've been working with you for a little while, but yeah. you can work on your own time by their deadline. Mm -hmm. um, so tell me about deadlines. Do they need it yesterday when they send it to you or so, do you have a day? 
You know, promo is fascinating in this regard because it really all depends on who you're working with. My affiliates, which are, you know, the affiliates of like a major network, um, they are usually pretty good about, hey, we just need this by sometime tomorrow, or, you know, they might send it to me on a Tuesday or Wednesday and say, as long as we have this by Friday, that would be great. So there's room and there's flexibility. It's rare. It's very rare that I'll get a oh my gosh, we need this right now. And even when I do, they're always so cute about it. It's like, if you can. <laughs> One of the reasons I've shied away from TV promo is, is because I have a friend who does it, uh, the same lady that does the radio imaging. And it's like she is locked to her studio between 2 p.m. and 4 p.m. Because I guess- Dailies. Stuff for the five o'clock news or something. Yep. Well, and that's the key. That's why I say it depends on your role with that kind of work. So in her case, she's doing news dailies and news dailies are fantastic. And again, they pay really, really well. And there's a contractual obligation there usually, but yes, you are tied to your studio. You're married to that. When I was doing um, the, the dailies for the Huffington Post uh, up until um, late fall of last year, I, I basically had a year long contract with them what in essence is their morning show it was just that it was a daily commitment it was crazy hours being married to the studio you there's no excuse but right. not everything's like that so i do a lot of work with the cw and the cw networks and their affiliates because they're not a news heavy programming outfit they're more of an entertainment outfit their deadlines are much much looser now network on the other hand if you're working directly with a, with a network, their deadlines are a little bit stricter. They're under the gun and they need things quick. So um, you just kind of have to be aware of that. And I think that that can tailor and target some of your marketing, depending on what you're going for. I always tell um, guys when they're going out for imaging work, because men are so needed in news and the news daily world that more than likely, yeah, they have to be prepared that they might have a daily record time that's very locked in. Why would you say it's more important for men in news? Why don't you think they use more women? You know, <laughs> I mean, I wish they would. I think networks still largely see women as a flavor voice or a secondary voice. Like on most of my stations, that's my role. I'm the, the secondary voice and there's a male who's the primary. The mail gets all the daily news, the hard driving stuff, and I get the lighter, more entertainment type of stuff. I get to do the drama reads for um, just that, the dramas. I get the comedy reads for the sitcoms, and I also get the sort of fluffier stories mm -hmm. um, and the fluffier promos, but um, they really want their men to have that hard driving news sound. Gabby, is there anything else that you would like to add about TV promo? Um, I think, you know, with, with both genres, I think whether it's TV promo or radio imaging, it's understanding that they are very much connected work. They have a lot of similarities. And um, the only thing I think we didn't mention is that there is agent representation in these genres. And... Mm -hmm. um, to be mindful of that. Now, it's not every agency. It has to be a specialized talent agent that deals in this kind of work, but they are out there. Atlas in New York and LA is really well known for their promo and imaging work. Nate Zeitz at CESD, he's really well known in that arena. And so there are people that you can have, um, if you've got a solid demo and you've got the right training, that can definitely make a really big impact on helping you to get this kind of work. 
tell me about retainers. That uh, for me, especially at the beginning of my career in, in these two areas, was the big benefit and the big draw. It was something that still rarely, if ever, exists in other types of voiceover. And um, most station work is contracted. So every single month, you have an outlined amount of work for a set dollar amount. The checks come automatically. You send the voiceovers automatically after they send you copy, and it's just a nice, well-oiled machine. For many years, um, in the early days of my voiceover career, it's really how I made a living and how I was able to um, weather the storm of self-employment because I had this really nice sort of way of looking at my client sheet and going, okay, this is steady. This income here doesn't change, so I can expand upon that and use that to um, you know, have a little bit of a safety net for the, the months where things kind of ebb and flow. Yes, and in this industry, that's vital. That. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We all, no matter what level we're at, we all have those, those up and those down months, and mm -hmm. we really have to prepare for the down months. And I tell people all the time, I go, even one station, one decent contract, it can be the income replacement of literally going, well, there's my car payment. Yeah. There's a third of my mortgage. There's whatever this bill is. And that's a fantastic feeling, knowing that you can allocate that without fail. Gabby, if somebody has a question about, you know, promo, about imaging, or really anything, maybe about your coaching, your teleclasses, yeah. your seminars and workshops, how can they reach you? I know that you're very accessible to anyone that has questions. It's Gabby, G-A-B-B-Y, at voiceovervixen.com, V-I-X-E-N, just like the reindeer. <laughs> <laughs> Gabby at voiceovervixen.com. Com. Yep. Thank you so much for joining us, Gabby. It's always enlightening and delightful whenever we get to talk to you. Thank you, Julie. Much appreciated. And thank you for listening. We'll talk to you next week with another great guest. We're glad you were able to join us today. Feel free to email Julie with any questions at julie at juliewilliamscoaches.com. We'd like to thank our editor, Morning Joy Lynn, who can be reached at morningjoy at voeditor.com. And of course, thank you for listening. Till next time, I'm Paul O'Connor, along with Julie Williams, wishing you prosperity in all you do.